Welcome back, listeners, to How It's Wade. My name's Eli Soakland, along with... Dylan Bateson. And Brad Killian. Now, with regards to news recently, we have had Sony lift a couple bands with regards to Crossplay and Fortnite, uh, with regards to especially how popular it might be. Um, In terms of Sony, Sony recently, or actually in the long history of Sony, they typically regard Crossplay as something that they typically don't like to do. So it is rather interesting news. Um, Dylan, what are your thoughts on it currently at the moment? Currently, I think this is them caving to pressure because they've been, like, in the past, in the past console war, they were, like, the scene as the underdog because Xbox ruled. And then mm-hmm. when they came into this generation, they were like, we're going to do all the popular things the people want to do. And then they got popular, like, with PlayStation Pro and, like, all their first per, uh, first class exclusives. So when you see them do this now, it's because they're caving into public and peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts, Red? I definitely think it's like, like finally, it's like good. It didn't. It never really felt like there was a good reason for them not to have crossplay for, especially for Fortnite, considering it is like the most like popular game out right now. And it's just like, you know, I there was that quote that was floating around from what was it like, the PlayStation CEO or one of like one of the higher up guys, where it was like. We believe the PlayStation is the best place to play like games, and that's why they weren't having crossplay, which felt like a very odd sort of like comment to make, because you know if it's the best place to play, wouldn't you want to have like wouldn't you want people to be able to compare for themselves, like going up against Xbox and Nintendo and PC players? Yeah, yeah, that. He actually said that during a um, conference in Berlin, oddly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And it was according to the Press Association. And he actually calls out Fortnite specifically. He says, yeah. like, Fortnite, I believe, partnered with PlayStation 4 is the best experience for users. That's our belief. But actually, we already opened up some games as cross-platform with PC and some others. So we decide based on which is the best user experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he means by other games. I haven't seen a ton of other games. Rocket League was opened up. It was? was it yeah, Rocket League was opened up for a hot minute where um, it was between, I think, just PC and PlayStation, but Rocket mm-hmm. League was one of the top mm-hmm. dogs between, like, this crossover thing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit weird because, like, when they talk about crossplay usually, it usually is a little bit tricky because it might have cross-platform play with PlayStation or and PC, but in terms of, like, PlayStation and Xbox, it's... it's Never really well, those are just to... two economic rivals. So where like you open up the idea that hey, I'm gonna give you all the secrets to the castle. It's just like hey, mm-hmm. no, you're not. And then that goes back and forth between Microsoft and Sony. But right now it's in Microsoft's court. You know, I was actually like I was on Wikipedia, the most reliable sources, looking at like a chart that shows all games that have like cross-platform play. And the chart itself was kind of annoying, just because it was like. Incredibly I, hard to read. Yeah, and it was like games that had cross-platform pa- play were games that were playable between like PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four. So it was like, and eh, those don't really count. Well, or, they like, technically count because I, not a lot of things. It's are a technicality there. thing, but it's like I'm looking for like cross, like platform. Uh, yeah, cross ecosystem. So yeah. where it's like games that could be played PC, PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, those kind of things. Yeah. So, and I was very surprised to see it's like. Mo- most games aren't like that or I guess when it comes to PlayStation 
um, they mostly can like they are usually like within their own like ecosystem. Like most of the time when you see crossplay, it's between uh, like Xbox and play or and PC, and you know sometimes sometimes Nintendo plays ball with PC and Xbox, but most of the time like the game games keep to like one system or just like every system well that just goes back to the market that they're in and like yeah. the company that they sponsor because nintendo's been notorious for not necessarily doing crossplay but doing a lot of things where they like don't allow you to post or stream any of their games mm-hmm. because yeah. that opens up to the people not buying the game yeah, or their it, console it is a little bit weird nintendo's always been a little bit strict with it in terms of like posting but with, with the switch they've allowed like 30 second recording granted it's not much but like there are still some crossplay opportunities with like in terms of Fortnite, you literally have it on ios android actually android's a little bit iffy but like um xbox that later (laughs) yeah um xbox nintendo like sony is the really the only one that's oddly out of the picture and i feel like in terms of like marketing and other things like that I'm surprised Sony hasn't suffered a greater hit from it. Well, that's because they, dude, they had Spider-Man come out. They had God of War yeah. come out. They had everything under the sun in terms of a good game come out in this past, like, summer and late spring and then early fall. That's why they haven't felt the hit is because Fortnite's a free-to-play game without transactions, cosmetics, whatever you say you, but... The reason they haven't taken it is because they keep making good games, whereas you can make the argument that uh, Microsoft is not doing so. It does feel like when it comes to the exclusive, it's like Nintendo has their like fun little games and like the stuff you usually expect from Nintendo, like Mario Odyssey and like Breath of the Wild, you know, the stuff you expect from them. And then they'll have their like sort of niche like indie games. Um, and PlayStation, PlayStation just has these like home run hits with like Spider-Man, God of War, you know, games like that. And then when you think of like Xbox, you don't really it's like what are they Halo. Sea of Thieves? It's like yes. it's okay. Sea of it, Thieves was a little bit disappointing honestly because mm-hmm. there's like I feel like in terms of games in which they heavily rely on multiplayer like Sea of Thieves and the upcoming Bethesda, or you know Fallout 76. Yeah. I feel like those games really honestly rely on the manufacturers like Sony and Microsoft to like actually allow for crossplay because mm-hmm. like those games don't have any NPCs and I feel like that honestly that's just bad development. That is yeah. bad development yep. on their part because like if you think of like a Fallout game you don't typically think of your character you think of the characters you In interact you interact with. Granted mm-hmm. like yeah interacting with other players is fantastic and I think it should be promoted but at the same time you shouldn't just gut out your own game just to say, hey, there's actually multiplayer. I'm, it's an open world multiplayer. I am very nervous about, like, I don't plan on picking up Fallout 76 until like maybe, maybe a couple weeks later, just to see what the 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 uh, the smell of it is. Yeah, just like how you know what people feel of it, because it's just like when you hear when you hear Bethesda talk at E3 about how it's like you're going to be able to make your own story, you're going to be able to make the game yours. That leads me to believe that it's like. Oh, they they're expecting me to do the heavy lifting. It's like there's nothing there for me to like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing that they're putting there like for me. It's for like you. I have to do all the work, find my own friends, build my own story. It's a lot of red flags for 
hey, they didn't want to put the effort in to make a story or something like that and on their own. And it's like, honestly, I don't think Fallout's, like, gameplay is strong enough to... Do, like, an MMO kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't think the infrastructure is quite there to make... You know, it's not. Yeah, no. I'm... You know, we'll see. I mean, it's Bethesda, and for the most part, they haven't let us down, like, hugely, but who knows? I, w- I was a little bit disappointed with Fallout 4. I was expecting a little bit more in terms of story and, like, actual reputation and, like, a lot of the, uh, you know, other elements that the previous games implemented. But, like, I think that Fallout 76, since it has such a huge following with it, I think it won't be terrible, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed because sort yeah. of similar with, like, No Man's Sky, like, you have a lot of players that are, like, are, you know, buying into it, but, like, how often will they interact, or how often will they interact kindly with other players? Never, because until two years from its initial release date, you didn't meet a single person. Mm-hmm. Until, like, the first week where people, where two friends are like, we got this, boy, we got this. <laughs> yeah, like, even for, like, GTA, I was like, oh, look, you can do heists with people or something like that. You can, you know, team up with others. And nine times out of ten, it never works. They usually just end up killing you. Like, yeah. Well, that's why you do it with friends. That's why, like, most of the games we've talked about just now, Fallout 76, um, Sea of Thieves and all that, and we talk about how, like, they can't carry anything, but what they eventually just start doing is the idea of um, you're with your friends. That's mm-hmm. why um, Destiny is a hit or miss with a lot of people. It just depends on how many people you have, like, in terms of, like, friend lists or who you usually play with online or AFK. Um, it just depends. That's what these games are all banking on now. When it, do- when it comes to Destiny, though, though the, the thing I hear most about that game in particular is just, like, there's not a lot of endgame. Or it's, like, the endgame content is just there's never an end game. stale, you know? It's repeat. It's uh, do it once, repeat, 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 mm-hmm. get to the raid, repeat, repeat, repeat. I think it all falls back onto the story because those yep. games, well, I think it's a bad sort of plague that's coming in to a lot of games is, like, hey, you make the story your own, which also means that story doesn't really have an end or there's no story to it because almost everything now it feels like an MMO of some sort because they're implementing online with so many people it's it's just there's no end to it because they didn't put an end there's no way to like delete your character it's just it's just there Mm 24-7 I what do you guys think about um games in terms of the developers with making crossplay do you feel like it's honestly a lack of communication with um, the you know like Sony, and like for example like the makers of Rocket League or something like that. Like, do you think they have a good connection with them, or do you think it's just something that Sony is hundred percent all the time saying, "Sorry, you can't make crossplay for this. It's our decision, not yours." So wait, this is just me clarifying the question real quick. So are you saying like studios that Sony like works with mm-hmm. are saying like, "Hey, let's make this cross play and then yeah. they're like no is that the question yeah all right sorry about that i just that's all right um no i agree with you that like it's sony basically coming in being like yo we gave you the money we gave you the tools we gave you all this play by our rules that's what i'm saying here they're saying play by our rules and don't play with anyone else <laughs> i think that's what it ultimately like comes down to i think sony really likes to have control over their properties like when you think back to the whole fallout uh four mods like sort of controversy that happened where Sony wasn't allowing mods. I think that's because they're really afraid to give control to, to the people. To people like they can't control themselves. 
where it's like you know you have to rely on like user reports and stuff like that and i don't think sony likes that kind of that kind of system do you think it's a marketing idea that they have that if they limit people from playing crossplay on their platforms it sort of um maybe traps people in or sort of prevents people from like realizing the outside world of like all these other games or users or sort of creating their own little niche group that is a that feels like such a hard thing to market though where it's like you know how do you, how do you spin the idea that it's like hey you can only play with these kind of like you can only play with these people you can't you know, I, I just, I don't know. I would argue that, yes, marketing takes a huge place in it. Because what do we see every time off of a PS4 at best place to play? Best place to play X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z is PlayStation. Or best place to play is X, Y, or Z, Xbox. I feel like they sort of treat their players as, like, elite players. They're like, only the elite play on PlayStation. Okay, the elite player thing, I feel like, has died. I, I think... Because, let's be honest, we're, we grew up in, like... High pitch, high fury console war era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this era is more like, yeah, what you play, yo, what you play. Mm-hmm. You still want to play? I, th- I yeah. definitely think the console war is pretty much over because I I remember feeling these sentiments when the Xbox One was first announced, along with the PS4, which was just these boxes are just becoming like lower end like PCs and ultimately they're just sort of game boxes and I feel like the brands themselves to the average consumer for the most part doesn't really matter like anymore it's just like I want a box that I can just turn on put in a game and like that's it well that's what everything's been made out to be since the beginning it's just people we made it a thing we made it like Mm -hmm. uh, this is superior to that and yes you can look at the technical specs but then you can look at like games that come out for it, like exclusive games. Um, but then you can just go into um, like with the idea that the console war is dead. I agree with you in the sense that, in terms of like the heated pitch of like, woo yeah woo, um, like go my team or go whatever. Yeah, that that's definitely dead. The idea that um, we should like not get the other console though is far from dead. Everyone agrees that you should get at least like one of the other consoles to fully have a game experience I think in my it's opinion. Al- I think it's also a part that it's like nowadays when you're buying into a console ecosystem there's less like upfront that you have to like pay for cuz like uh, <laughs> with Xbox like the Game Pass their like their system they're introducing there where it's like you buy the console and then you just buy Game Pass and you have a ton of games that you can play and I definitely think that's where the games market is moving closer to like in a couple of years i don't think we're going to see games at 60 dollars anymore because it's that much harder to push like a value proposition because like if you're looking at the top games right now it's like free to play games games that cost like 30 dollars or 20 dollars so it's like it's becoming harder and harder to justify a 60 dollar price tag well the 60 dollar price tag comes from like tariffs and like all the other things of how to get the game over to like x like to the country yeah. but with um, I agree with you though that the sixty dollar thing may be disappearing because we're going more digital, and with digital you mm-hmm. can't really argue, hey, I got this disc, mm-hmm. you gotta pay the extra bucks for. You can't really push that when like you know, you have like a digital thing and just be like, hey, it's a file. Right. I mean, if you look back though on the previous generation and the you know games before, they were like fifty dollars or less. I feel like honestly, when it comes to like how much games cost nowadays. 
it is a little bit weird because I remember a little statement from Nintendo they, themselves that they say that they never really discount their games because they feel like the quality of yeah. their games is top notch, which I have to admit they are usually pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. it's very good. rare you find a crappy Nintendo game. It's very rare to see Melee go less than forty bucks. <laughs> and it's also worth noting that Nintendo games, when you when you buy a Nintendo game, you are getting the complete package. Like they've only very recently started doing DLC when it comes to like a couple Smash Bros. characters or with Breath of the Wild. Well, that's just the market now they're in because they gotta like pay people. But it's even like even even though Nintendo has started doing like DLC, their base games are still like that. You feel justified spending the fifty or sixty dollars, and I feel like, you know, with some some games, I think consumers are starting to get a little bit smarter when they realize like, oh, this doesn't feel like a sixty dollar game, and then it's like, and then you're telling me I have to spend fifteen dollars or twenty dollars for extra DLC just to feel like my sixty dollars was justified. It it I don't know. It do, it feel it feels like the market's going to be changing soon, and I I hope it's for the better. I feel like it all falls back onto that like old phrase you hear from your like parents or something. We're like, man, we got you a Nintendo for your birthday, and it's like obviously a PlayStation or an Xbox, and you're like, thanks, mm-hmm. and then you just go plug it up and play and whatever. I think it all falls back onto like I feel like a lot of these you know names like Xbox and Sony are sort of like losing their like sort of their glitter and yeah, stuff, and yeah. they're like. They're just all sort of melding together. Yeah. Because if you think about it, a lot of digital games they don't are they aren't confined by the same boundaries. Literally, they'll just put like, uh, hey, it's on Steam now, it's on the eShop, it's on you know PlayStation's store, it's on Xbox. But then it goes into the argument that not everyone has a very high-powered PC. Like, not everyone has like the graphics card or like the RAM to like run a very pristine 4K 60 frames or a 60 frame game that that power so when you get like playstation pro or scorpio not scorpio xbox yeah. one x yeah sorry i like scorpio <laughs> moment man i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say that but like that's why people buy these consoles is because instead of putting a thousand dollars into a pc which the argument i will know is that you can rebuild the pc and make it better through time mm-hmm. yeah. but people don't really think in that long term anymore so that's why you get like again the box you get like the racer or the box, and then you just go boom. I think it right. all falls back onto a convenience like kind of fee because for a PC, in order to make a really good one for about around the same price, it's like fifteen hundred. It's a lot. Well, not only that, but like it's also you have to generally build it yourself. Like you have to know which PC part goes for in, what, for the most which. part. Like I primarily play on PC, and I actually this past summer bought a pre-built <laughs> PC from. A website NZXT. Oh, okay, is, yeah, I yeah, got you. One mm-hmm. of those manufacturers. It and it. Let me tell you, it wasn't cheap. But yeah, yeah. What we're saying here is find him in a dark alley. I definitely think take that's his money. Like, when it comes to the market overall, the number one thing that people look for is like ease of access. Just like how like how much am I going to have to put into this thing in order to you know, make it work, make it do what I want, and I and I do think that's one of the big reasons that PC, the PC market isn't bigger because like ob- objectively speaking PC is the best place to play because you're going to get the best performance mm-hmm. and like the best looking games but 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 I'll let you continue <laughs> your argument I apologize I just have to no, say it's but. all good it's all good alright so one sorry for interrupting two that's only if you have the top notch stuff 
Or, I, like, second-tier stuff. Like, again, you can argue, make the argument that, like, the next um, 1080i or whatever, or GTX 1080i, my bad, mm-hmm. um, will make it better, but it's just, again, it goes back to the argument that the boxes come pre-built and all that. And you can do the NX, the... I think you'd like the build. Build your own, system. like, where they send yeah. it to you. But it's just... PC is like it's one of them. I don't think that personal opinion here. There's no best place to play a game as long as you just play a game. Yeah, I I feel like when it comes to the PC market, when you're actually buying your stuff, you can actually like see what are you going to sacrifice in order to get a better performance. It is a little bit more like chopped up into pieces, but like you generally know like hey, you're going to get this graphics card so you can play at this setting, and you're going to get this processor so you're going to be able to run this at this kind of speed. But when it comes to, like, consoles, for me, I like consoles because literally it's just, like, almost like plug-and-play. But you know, Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that's, mean, that's the entire idea of a console is plug-and-play. Yeah, I think that's why consoles have lived for such a long time is because, like, you can't really tell people, hey, I'm going to get this, you know, huge PC, and they're like, usually PCs are meant as, like, multi-purpose. Like, you can do a lot of things with it. And that's why I was really upset that the whole, like, the Steambox initiative, like, way back, didn't take off, like, more than it did, which was practically nothing. Like, there were a few Steamboxes out there, but it's like, I don't know anyone that owns one of those. And it feels like if that would have taken off, then I feel like PC gaming would be way, like, it would be way more than what it is now, which is yeah. still which is still big, but I feel like it could have been even bigger. Yeah. How do you guys think um, console wars will change in the future? Do you think they're just going to be more like streaming boxes, like PlayStation Now and how their Xbox, you know, streaming kind of stuff is through like cloud services, or do you guys think it'll sort of stay as it is? Um, I think it will go into the streaming area, mm-hmm. but it will become digital buy before it becomes streaming buy. So, like, do away with the physical copy and then make it digital so you don't have to pay as much, per se. But there's also the fact that the console wars will still go on as long as there's a market. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend, one of my friends keeps, keeps talking about I'm waiting for the PS5, so I'm saving up my money. And I'm like, fair, fair. But, like, it's just personal preference at that point. I, I find it a little bit weird that we're still talking about, like, the next console. Like, people are already talking about it. And, like, granted, like, it's been a couple of years, yeah, but, like, that time is getting shorter. Well, yeah, it's getting shorter because technology keeps getting better and better, and so when we integrate the technology be- into the console to make it better and better, we still get this idea of better play. So, like, how many how many years are we into this generation? Like, are we also, are we classifying Five. this generation as, like, PS4 and Xbox One. Right. Like, we're not separating, like, PS4 Pro no. and Xbox No. No. Yeah. As long as the number is still next to it. Yeah. So, it's like, this generation's only been five years. Yeah. Wasn't the previous generation... Ten. Like, yeah, it was, like, ten years. So, mm-hmm. it's still, like... Theoretically, we could be in this generation for a while. But it does feel like... It, like, you know, it feels like, come on, let's, like, what's the next thing? Because... I, well, that's humanity again, in a nutshell. We always want the next best thing. But it's even, like, I... I remember these sentiments at the time where it was just like it, the Xbox One and the PS4 just felt like sort of incremental upgrades and it's like yeah it's a nicer looking box but it's like not a whole lot was changing and I definitely think that it's like when the PS5 and the Xbox whatever. Majestic. <laughs> I'm calling it Majestic. 
the <laughs> Xbox One Triple X, when those get announced, <laughs> it, it's literally going to be just like practically the same looking as the Xbox One and the PS4, but it's just like, you know, just that much better specs. And I think a lot of people are going to like walk away feeling disappointed because they feel like the like the jump won't be what they're expecting it to be. Well, if, we can't really say what it's going to be because it's not here. We can only right, speculate yeah. what it's going to be. Like a lot of people speculated, sorry, what um, PlayStation Pro and Xbox Scorpio were going to be. I'm still calling it Scorpio. I love mm-hmm. that name. I think um, it was a great name. It was yeah. a fantastic name. It was just sold it like that. Um, but no, that's what they've showed us. So like the little tease, as I like to call it, was Scorpio and Pro. This was the tease that people, like, are listening and, well, not people, companies are listening to us, the people, about we want more high-powered stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're showing. And they're showing and they're showing it off with big games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You can't really have most of southern Greece yeah. in a game without your PlayStation about to take off, but it still works. I think it all just comes down to the fact that technology, when it changes or when it improves, it improves exponentially. So as you get closer to the far right side of the graph, the changes don't seem like as dramatic. But once you so, knock down that door, the changes once, are like boom. But once you move the graph or once you add like a second, you know, variable to it, then it's like, oh, we're changing the game. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you think about the, um, sorry to interrupt. No, it's all good. If you think about, um, in terms of like Nvidia's graphics, they they just released the the 280 series and Ooh, yeah. yeah, like the whole the whole brand new graphics cards, and like they introduced something new this year the R- compared to the, the RTX, the RTX, which is ray tracing technology, which is, granted, like I've never heard about until now, and people are like complaining about how it's frames per second on like running with ray tracing is like 30 frames or 25. It's- it's new technology. People get over it. Well, yeah. that's the point. When you were, when you bust open the door with new technology, you kind of have to explain to the people, hey, this is why it is, and this is where it is, yeah. but you know that in the future it'll get better. Right. I think it sort of falls back on how do these look to the consumers because, like, with ray t- tracing technology, like, it's a brand new thing, so, like, I feel like there's always something new to develop. Like, for example, VR is now a thing mm-hmm. compared to back then when the virtual boy and stuff were oh, yeah. <laughs> killing people's eyes i kid you not but like now vr is a thing and like ray tracing is apparently a thing now and yeah. i feel like it's it's sort of like people if they don't look closely enough they'll just think it's like another iphone so yeah like but if you look closer it's like oh man this thing has a new graphics card it's actually this, this many thing times. is the future this thing is the future yeah when it comes to ray tracing it feels like it feels like it's mostly like nerdy people like me that get excited for stuff like that where it's like you can do reflections and like you can do lighting in games so much better than before but it's like when you're playing you know a game where your character's going fast or you're like you're playing a racing game and you're just driving by you're not noticing that kind of stuff and it's like it's still cool but it's like unless you're looking for it then it's just like to the average consumer it doesn't matter speaking about minor upgrades um <laughs> the Nintendo Switch like the Nintendo Switch is such a, such an oddball in terms oh, of yeah. this whole situation well that's Nintendo in a nutshell man it's Nintendo in a nutshell I know what we're about to talk about it's I fantastic. don't know if I call it an upgrade and like I feel like it's such oh. a weird thing because like it's somehow still popular I don't I don't know 
it's just like I'm looking at it now and like I haven't played my Switch in a while, which is sort of sad because there hasn't been a huge game that's been released for it mm-hmm. recently. And like I feel like Nintendo's managed to struggle to hold on a little bit, you know? Well, that's what I was talking about earlier with the Switch where it's like Switch games don't feel like these big blockbuster hits. They're like they're games that's like you you know you pick you pick them up for twenty dollars on the on the Switch and you just like yeah this is what I expect it's just like a solid game from Nintendo or one of their like third party developers and it's just like yeah I get about what I expected it's like I'm not blown away or anything like that. Well then that's what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Like people complaining about it it's just like yeah you have Breath of the Wild. Mario Kart and like all this but again these are solid games that people know that Nintendo's pouring their heart into and that's why you have like most of their new stuff not coming out to like November mm-hmm. or it, December. It's just like it comes down to the Switch overall doesn't disappoint but it doesn't excite either and it's like you know it, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. Speaking about what it does what it needs to do yeah. uh, uh, it's online service. Boo. It's online service. Nintendo's always had terrible online service. Boo. So do you guys actually own a Switch, if any? Not yet. Not yet. This Christmas. Ooh, <laughs> Dylan gets a Switch. So well, does Brad. Hell yeah. I mean, in terms we of steal like one. Switch Online, like I feel like I haven't noticed much of a difference when it comes to its online service, me, me being myself a Switch owner. But like I feel like it's just such a weird thing for them to suddenly jump into. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you have people pay for online now? So, so I'm sorry, it's online now? Like, it's active like well, as of right now? So the weird thing with this Nintendo Switch online whole debacle was mm-hmm. when they originally announced the Switch, they announced that they would have, like, an online service. Yeah. Like, granted, like, previous consoles have that before, but they're like... This is going to be like a paid or like Xbox kind of deal. Yeah, like the yearly subscription. Yeah, and according to Nint- like Nintendo's own little thing, you pay like twenty bucks a month, which is a ton cheaper than PlayStation and Xbox yeah, yeah. sixty bucks. Yeah. But like, you don't get as much, and it's a little bit disappointing. Elaborate. Um. So, for example, what they're currently offering is that you should be able to play um, an NES online library. So, like NES games online with other players. Which, granted, for myself, I feel like that's a little bit cheap. Like, anyone can emulate NES games. It's Mm -hmm. not hard. And they're also offering a cloud save data, online play, and some promotions. The weird thing is the some promotions. I I honestly don't know what that means. It's probably just random stuff, honestly. Maybe, like, a Wii U game is, like, 40%. Uh, discount, I don't know. Yeah, probably just sales on games that they release. Yeah, this whole Nintendo, like, switching over to the paid service, and it's like, I knew, I know that we knew that this was coming eventually, and it's just like, you know, I kind of wish they would have seen the light and just, like, not go through with it, because it's like, it's such a weak value proposition where it's like, especially with that announcement video where it just felt like, guys, you get to pay for our system now. And just like hold for applause, and no one's applauding. Yeah. And it's like they're, it's it's so de- it's so dumb. And it's like it actively makes games like Splatoon that rely on their multiplayer. It makes them less like desirable. Yeah, because it's just like now I have to es- essentially I have to pay seventy dollars or like are, are are Switch games sixty or fifty dollars? They're they're sixty. Okay, generally. so it's like I have to pay eighty dollars just to get like the full experience for this game. Well then. 
you pay eighty dollars for that, but then you pay sixty for the rest. Right. But like, if you think you about make, like, but that argument can go like, oh, I have to pay sixty four for uh, sixty four five times because you get like five different games. If you think about it, though, like Splatoon is a first party game and it's very heavily online. There's like, yeah. uh, granted, there is a story, but like, once you get that Wait, done, <laughs> like, yeah, even the story sort of like pushed off to the side of it. Exactly. But like, its main thing is online. Literally, you just walk up and like, boom, you're in an online match. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the main thing for Nintendo to sort of convince people to buy it is literally have better servers. Because if you think about like Smash Brothers in the past, if you think about Smash Brothers Brawl for the for the Wii or like even like the Wii U version was a little bit like iffy. I tried to do it once and it just never worked. Like no matter what, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play an online match and then it just glitched. If there's one genre of game I actively avoid playing online, it's fighting games because I do not have the time to become like mechanically skilled in those kind of games and the people that are online are basically gods and it's like it doesn't matter any fighting game then you fight the god and get better it's dude it's so hard exactly like, that's I the recently, fight i recently bought um what was it called uh, rivals of aether which is on pc and it's like <laughs> it's like a smash bros game for pc let me tell you, man, those people online are Have no lives. freaks. They are freaks, man. Yeah, I mean, for online kind of multiplayer games, generally speaking, I feel like there's a couple of games I can never get into, like mm-hmm. Overwatch, because if I try getting into them now, it's like, <laughs> good luck. But I, in terms of, like, Nintendo's online, though, I just, I feel like it sort of pushes players away, especially, like, how Nintendo, Nintendo appeals to a lot of people just mm-hmm. overall. People who don't want to pay the money just for an online, it sort of throws people off now. Especially with it, them just now introducing it after a year of yeah. owning a Switch. People are probably going to ask, why am I paying for it now? And it's like, with, when you pay for the service, it's like, their, their best quote-unquote value that they give you is that you get a bunch of NES games for free. And it's like, you don't even get to like hold on to them, from what I understand. It's yeah, like, it's, it, it like rotates like every... What is it, like a month or something like that? It's something like that. It's very similar to PlayStation Now's kind of game library. Yeah. And, um, it, and it's just like, you know, I don't think... Like, you were talking about earlier how it's like you can just, like, emulate NES games. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, do I even want to emulate an NES game? Is it even worth, like, for most of them, is it even worth it to, like, emulate them? Because, like, I would sooner emulate some like GameCube games or like a soup even super NES games. You know, I just NES games do not have any value for me at all. So I would like to retort and backpedal a bit of like um why would why are like your argument Eli was why should I be paying twenty bucks or why should I pay twenty bucks mm-hmm. or something like that? How much did you pay for the Switch? I mean I got it as a gift. <laughs> How much did they probably pay for it? I mean, it was about like three hundred. Three hundred? Yeah. Th- you buy your first game with it? Yeah. How much is twenty percent out of like three hundred sixty? I don't know. I don't. I'm can't do math. I know you can't do math. <laughs> I'm just saying it's very. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna divide by the two. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that Nintendo's playing it smart in terms of it's eight percent. Sorry, I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're playing it smart in terms of how to make their market better because they're making it lower. Because they know their product is crap. 
So, in retort, mm. they have great game. No, they're, they're online product, not okay. their total okay. product. I was, I was like, they're I was online about to say. Online product. Sorry, I should have clarified. <laughs> no, their online product is crap. As you said, they need better servers. Mm. So, they've priced it right, in my opinion. They've priced it right in a range where people can afford mm-hmm. after buying the Switch and the game and, like, you know, pay bills and pay rent and then go from there. Yeah. I do they've think, done like, it smart. I do think it's good that it is priced the way it was because if it were any higher, it would be, like, close to egregious. Like, they could not... I don't think Nintendo could justify paying any more than what they're asking for for the online service. Because, like I said... servers get better. It, it, yeah, it is only, like, $20 a year, which is, like... For most people, that's, like, that's nothing. Especially when compared to, like, Xbox and PlayStation, which... Grand scheme of things, $60, even still, like, for those games that have... You have a, a year to make $60. Yeah, it's, like... And it's... they. Those two platforms in particular have an established, like, like... They have dedicated servers. Yeah, dedicated servers. And it's, like, it, it's, you know, it's proven to be, like, a stable uh, service, yeah. you know. And with Nintendo, it's, like, I ne- I've never thought of Nintendo games, you know, in an online context. I, I usually think of Nintendo games as, like, I'm going to pop in my Pokemon game and just play by myself for, like... You know, a couple hours. Several days. Put it down, and then just, you know, come back to it later. I think it all falls back onto Nintendo and how they go about just multiplayer in general. A Mm -hmm. lot of their stuff is just local. So, like, if you think about, like, Mario Kart, you don't typically think about playing online. Granted, there is, but, like, you typically play with people around you. You know, it's meant for connecting people in the same same room. And I think it's a little bit weird how Nintendo's going about this. Like, they're like, now our online is so well-established and stuff, and then you actually look at the details and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. This, um, this does feel like Nintendo is trying to branch out of the sort of niche audience they have, because it's like, usually when people talked about, like, the console wars or whatever, they would talk about, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, and then they would say something like, and then Nintendo's like the weird stepchild we don't usually talk about. We talk about it every like, day. What are you on about? It, mm. do, it does feel like Nintendo's trying to, you know, be on the same level with Xbox and PlayStation, but they're not giving up their sort of quirky nature, you know, with, like, their kind of oddball system where it's, like, you can take it out of its dock and it's, like, now it's a portable system and all this, you know, weirdness. But why should they? Then the argument comes in of why should they because otherwise we go back to the earlier argument that everything's a box. Yeah, I it's like I I like the fact that, that Nintendo is the more out there sort of company, and I wish they would like instead of trying to you know capture every kind of audience, which almost never works out when you try to go for the broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's like I wish they would like develop their niche sort of audience and grow it and see if they can't like you know do stuff there. If you guys had to choose one feature to be part of uh, Nintendo's online, what would it be to get you guys to buy it? Uh, when you say feature, what do you mean? Like, for example, like they have you know cloud safe data, or they would have a better backlog, or maybe more dedicated servers. I just want dedicated servers, man. I don't need anything in terms of the library. Mm. I want the man himself, Reggie Fizeme, to deliver a nice piping hot pizza every month to my doorstep. I don't even need him to say anything. I just want him to show up, hand me my pizza, and then just leave. Mm. <laughs> but, ser- but seriously, though, I think that the games that they Ludicrous. offer, the games that they offer, I 
feel like if they were expanded on, like including GameCube games, even including Wii games, then I would feel like I was getting a value. Give me my wonderful 101 back. Hell yeah, let's get it. I mean, I think personally I would go with the um, better library because if you look at like PlayStation Now, they're doing like PlayStation 3 games. And, and even, 2. And, yeah, like, and maybe some... F- I think some four as well, maybe like very very early select. early four games. Yeah, like early on, but like still like very very recent compared to like what NES. That's literally so. But long NES ago. is appealing to people that who are older than us because my older brother's going yippee. Nintendo selling the NES classic though, and and actually like and PlayStation's like, selling the PlayStation One again. Oh yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah, they are doing that. Yeah, that's weird. I completely. It's an old. It's a strategy that. that's working. We're not, before because uh, Rare Replay did the thing with all their 200 games on Xbox. That's true. So this is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. This is not a new thing where people keep bringing up old stuff to bring back nostalgia because nostalgia always sells. We see it with Star Wars all the time. Last <laughs> Jedi killed it though. Um, but no, now we get like all this nostalgia from video games now, from old systems and old games. So that's why this method's being played out right now. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting development in terms of nostalgia and how much video game companies actually sort of go off of that. But I think that wraps it up for today. Um, Thank you for joining me, guys. And make sure to check us out on ByteBSU.com and also on the Daily News, along with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. All the socials. All the socials. This has been Eli Silkland along with... Dylan Bateson. And Brad Killian. All righty. Thank you for joining us today, guys.